Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. Um, please subscribe to the channel, uh, use our links below for a free stock and $5 invested in Acorns. And today we are talking about the top sources we used for investing advice. Um, these are sources that we use every day. Um, we either get our news or uh, any updates on stocks or any you know anything that's going to affect the market. So... I have three and Andrew has three. So the three that I use literally every single day, MarketWatch. MarketWatch provides live new updates and makes sense of what what the news means for you and your money. It's, it's basically literally like breaking my news, favorite right? app. Like breaking news. Itself. Yeah, it's literally my favorite app. Mm -hmm. I have notifications sent to my phone. So all day long I'm getting updates. It's awesome. Um, they break down like if when something happens, whether there's a new stimulus package or something like that, they, they will write an article on it and tell you how that may affect certain stocks and what stocks, and it'll tell you how it's going to affect your, your portfolio. So it's a good resource tool. It's called MarketWatch. Uh, download it to your phones. Another really great one that I use all the time is ETF.com. So ETF.com. It's been delivering news since 2001, so we're going on 20 years now. It gives you in-depth analysis, reviews, and rankings of ETFs. We've covered what ETFs are. Go look at our previous uh, videos that we recorded if you're not sure what an ETF is. So it's, again, quickly, it's an exchange-traded fund. It's the same thing as a mutual fund, but it's liquid just like stocks, and it can be bought and sold just like stocks. So ETF.com, guys, great source also for looking up uh, how much an ETF pays in dividends. So I use that one all the time. And the final one that I'm going to recommend is called Yahoo Finance. We've all heard of Yahoo, obviously. It's an excellent source to find a company's financial information, such as balance sheets, income statements, uh, cash flow, and sustainability rankings. And they also have all kinds of really cool, like uh, environmental factors, social factors. So, excellent. Those three sources, you really can't go wrong. So, yeah, those are mine. So, let's start off with my first one. This is my absolute favorite one that I use all the time. Um, so, it's U.S. News and World Report. You guys have probably been on this website before, even if you haven't. Um, even if you before you started investing, um, I've been on this website before uh, because it talks about. Um, there's it goes over a lot of topics education health money news cars um, but I specifically use it for ETFs and stocks because what it does and this is my favorite part of this website is it ranks um, all the ETFs and stocks so I'm gonna give you an exa example um, the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF which is VOO um, it has a scorecard for it and the scorecard lists four things costs tracking error bid slash ask ratio and holdings diversity holdings diversity i mean that one's kind of self-explanatory it's just um are the holdings in the etf diverse from different sectors um is it not just concentrated in one thing now the bid slash ask ratio that is simply how many people are selling versus how many people are buying so the higher bid slash ask bid slash ask ratio um the more easier the more liquid it is basically it's easier to sell um tracking error um so tracking you, error you, go ahead you may want to turn up your mic a little bit 
because I it's a little low. No, but I'm talking to you through my iPad. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Anyways, I can just edit that part out, or we can just keep on going on with the podcast. Either way, uh, whatever. whatever. People get to see how the videos are made yeah, now. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> All right. So there's also moving on to the third thing. There's something called tracking area. Basically, so for VOO, for instance. It's just how well it tracks its index. So VOO tracks the S&P index. Um, so if it's good at tracking its index and it basically mirrors the market, it'll have an excellent rating. And then there's costs, which is what is the expense ratio. And that one's kind of self-explanatory as well. You want a low expense ratio. So let me just go over the scorecard for VOO since I'm, I'm on this I, right now. I, I think we should briefly me- mention what an expense ratio is. Yeah. For people that are like, what what does that even mean? Yeah, do you want to touch on that really quick? Yeah, so an expense ratio is basically what an ETF will charge you for maintaining that fund for you because they passively manage it every quarter, every six months, summer, yearly. They'll reassess the stocks that make up that index and interchange whatever needs to be done. So, for instance... Vanguard's a pretty popular one with low expense ratios, VOO, which you just touched on, 0.06%. So that means every $10,000 you invest, you will pay a $6 fee per year, which is literally nothing. You don't even notice it. It comes out automatically. Yeah, so so, so let's, let's continue on. So I'm going to actually tell you the scorecard they have put together for VOO to give you an example of why I like this website so much. So Holdings Diversity, they rank it excellent. Bid slash ask ratio, they rank it typical. Tracking error, excellent. And cost sucks. So cost is excellent as well. So they give it a 7.3 out of 10. And let me just read this really quick. So they evaluated 237 large blend ETFs and 69 made our best fit list, it says. And then VOO is ranked 20. So VOO is ranked 20 in large blend ETFs out of 269 ETFs. And I really like that it breaks that down for you. Um, so you, you can tell... With the 20 out of 269 and the three categories where it ranks excellent, that it's a really good performing um, ETF. And that's really why I like this website so much. Um, so moving on to NerdWallet. NerdWallet just provides tools um, and advice which make it easy to pay off debt, choose the best financial um, products and services, and tackle major life goals such as um, buying a house, saving for retirement. And what I like about NerdWallet is that if you go on their website, it'll rank um, the best credit cards in, in order. Um, so it'll tell you the annual fee, the rewards rate, the intro offer, um, the recommended credit score you should have before applying. Because if you're applying for a credit card, you don't want to apply and then not get it because you'll just ding your credit um, and then you won't have a credit card. So Because they'll do a hard inquiry on your credit and you won't have a credit card. So if you don't get it, that would suck. Um, and then what it also does on top of that, did I already say it? Yeah, I already said annual fee. So yeah, it just ranks. Well, Go ahead. One cool thing it does is you can actually link all of your accounts to that one app. So you can link your brokerage account, your your savings account, your checking account, your credit cards, everything. And it'll actually calculate your net worth for you. And it's a good spot to see all of your money at once to track all of your accounts rather than having to having six or seven apps on your phone, which I do, sometimes it gets monotonous when you can just go to one app and have all of your information in that one app. I actually didn't know that, so that was good input. Yeah. Um, that was good to, to throw in there. Um, and then the last one I just want to talk about is Motley Fool. 
So Motley Fool was just, it was founded 27 years ago by two successful investors, and they have an excellent track record um, in individual stock suggestions. Um, and they have up-to-date stocks, stocks to buy lists. Um, but it also has limited features and info unless you pay to become a member, so that's the kind of downside of it. But Motley Fool, you'll hear, if you, if you uh, watch a lot of investing videos, you'll probably hear it. Uh, it mentioned a good amount of time because it is a pretty reputable source. Yeah, it's very popular. So I think those are six. Those are six really solid sources, guys. So I mean, if you if you use there, obviously are a lot of other sources you can use, but those are just ones we use almost every day, and they work really well. Yeah, you want to so. make sure you're getting your your information from reputable sources. You don't want to just go browsing forums and listening to random people who think they know what they're talking about, but are probably really broke <laughs> broke behind the scenes. So yeah. Yeah, so just to wrap it up, uh, MarketWatch, ETF.com, Yahoo Finance, U.S. News World Report, Motley Fool, and Nerd Wallet, guys. All right, thank you guys for watching. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you to all our listeners and subscribers out there. Um, one thing that would help us out a lot is if you give us a rating and please leave a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. And if you have any suggestions for future shows of any type of subjects you would want us to cover, let us know. We're open to all suggestions. And um, also, the last thing I would say is it's also very, very helpful if you go over to our YouTube channel and you subscribe to that as well. And the YouTube channel has a lot of great uh, we added a lot of photos and helpful aids that will help you understand a little bit better the things we discuss in the podcast. But um, once again, thanks for all your support and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.